Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to a very professional episode of How To Be Sound, featuring me, Rosemary McCabe, where I talk to somebody I deem to be sounder than I am. And actually, I've started to wonder if maybe I'm having too many comedians on my podcast because I think that I am quite a funny person. I'm not a comedian, right? I think I'm quite funny. And then I have comedians on and I'm like, fuck it. Then they seem funny because when I have normies on, I can feel like I'm the funny one. But... That Rosemary, is, you're very funny. That this is, is all to say. say. I haven't even introduced funny. you yet. You're supposed to be being quiet. Okay, sorry. That is all to say. I'm here with Julie J, comedian and podcaster who you may know from Up to 90, her yes. podcast, or from the internet, her uh, canvas. Well, not really canvas, but like your one of one of your platforms. Julie, welcome to my bedroom. Hello, thank you so much. I can't believe I'm in the bedroom. This is wonderful. I feel like I'm on the Fair City set. Like, this is fantastic. Because you know when you feel like you've been in someone's bedroom from social oh, media? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're actually here. Yeah, yeah. Or like sometimes I used to get, I had a haircut that was like quite short, but I had a long piece to one side. And when I met people in real life, they were always shocked because it's on the opposite side on Instagram stories. Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? So like, your hair's different. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. it's the other side. I'm Jesus loving all the doggies. It's if great. I don't have a doggy for everyone. Dog, I have another bark. Well, there isn't, yeah. It's like, you, you know, the Oprah back in the day, and it's like, you get a car, <laughs> you get a car. It's like, you get a dog, you get a dog. Oh, imagine imagine being on that Oprah. I know. But everyone, we, we've talked about this and up to 90, everyone gets a bit too excited on the Oprah. You know, you look back now, and it's like, it's just, it's all a bit too much. Like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio will say, like, she'll ask him a question, like, you know, what's your type and he'll say well I guess Victoria's Secret models who are under 18 "Ah!" you know everyone loses their mind yeah but like do you ever watch the Late Late Toy Show when they're doing you know when they're going through they're talking about a particular toy and they'll pick out like a very niche as the Americans was a very niche toy that might be like four girls aged between six and six and a half right and they'll go through the whole toy and then they'll go and guess what we've got one for everyone in the audience and the audience goes fucking mental and you're like half of you do not have a child. More than half do not have a female child between the age of six and six and a half. So what are you even going to do with that? Well, and be, it's only worth twenty nine ninety nine. To be honest, they were probably preloading before the show, though. To be honest, they're oh, probably well. You mean with I'd say yeah, I'd say they're well mineraled up by the time Ryan says. Do you think they're given more drink for the late late toy show or for the Valentine special? I don't. I. I mean, I would say Valentine's special. Surely, mm, I've heard that's a. I mean, it's. I mean, look, bath. it's. 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 Surely, they're not feeding the children alcohol, are they? Before the gigs, no. Before I'd, the before the show, no. I'd say I'd say the entire day of the late late toy show is trying like to bring the all, kids down. We know what kids are like when they're drunk. Like they're just <laughs> such a head wreck. I do say that all the time. Um, when it comes to the nieces and nephews, I only let them have fizzy drinks when they are very very hungover. Like that is the only <laughs> the only time. And then people in my family are like, "You don't talk about us, do you?" In your comedy, and you're like, "No." I mean, what else would I talk about? Come on. I was recently in the states with my sister and her kids, and her one year old is mad for the rosé. 
And like whenever she has a glass of rosé, she'll sometimes like put a bit in her finger and let him taste it. Because then you get the like hilarious reactions from kids who are like, ugh, like alcohol, ugh, beer. And this child cannot get enough of the rosé. Was like sticking his entire fist, sticking his entire fist in the glass. And today I went for brunch with a friend of mine whose son is nearly two. And she's, she is one of these people who has decided not to allow her son to have any refined sugars until he is at least two, right? So he hasn't had a bit of chocolate, hasn't had a sniff, has just had like fruit. And I think he's had a bit of honey and that sent him wild, like sent him over the edge. And then I was like, I was saying to her, I was like, when can I finally give this child some like milky bar buttons? She's like, oh, um, you know, maybe after his birthday in April. And I was like, you know, Fox, because like my, my nephew Fox is the same age as her son. And I was like, Fox is mad for the rosé. And she did this real like guffaw, like that's a hilarious joke. And I was like, no, no, I'm actually I'm being deadly serious. Mad for the rosé. Mad for the rosé. I know, and it's the, it's the old Jordan trick. Do you know Katie Price? She used to always say that, but a whiskey in the bottle really gets them down. Apparently. Well, like a small bit. I think that's what well, she... Well, they used to do that in Ireland as well, didn't they? They used yeah. to like... Yeah. Well, look, Pint Baby, at least Dip five times a week, I ask myself, what's become of Pint Baby? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Where and was he from? Do you remember they... So I, I'm sure someone will get in touch, but somewhere in the Midlands, I think. But I do remember... Um, do you remember they caught up with Pint Baby? Oh no, I'm thinking of a different baby. No, this was Pine Baby. So in that vi- so in that footage where the baby's like at the bar and the baby's having a sip of the, the pint. That pint baby. And they found him this was like whatever, early nineties. So they found they found him not so long ago and they caught up with him um because this footage had reemerged and everyone was like, What happened to Pint Baby? And it was and then anyway they found him. They were like, uh, the mother's there and she's saying, Oh, yeah, I mean, look, there was nothing wrong with it. He turned out grand and like it's like maybe let can we hear him speak and we we'll be the judge of that? Like so he doesn't actually speak at all. He's oh. just sitting there beside the You're like, no, something's gone wrong here. Like we need to find out what. I thought you were talking about do you remember that footage went around of that like um I was gonna say Bonnie, but like probably severely overweight toddler from he was Asian or something and he was smoking cigarettes. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was that this relatively is addicted recently? To, yeah, it was probably last year or something. Yeah. And it was like, this two-year-old is addicted to cigarettes. He smokes 15 a day or something. They just showed him like puffing away. I Because, well, I mean, the whole smoking thing, I can remember even when I was younger because I was always such an anxious little wreck. On more than one occasion, my mother would have advised me to just have a fag and relax. Like, I mean, you, you honestly, you'd be coming home from primary school, you couldn't get your head around the long division. You know, you could mm, feel very that college time. degree slipping away. You, yeah, my mom be like, listen, why don't you just have a fag and relax? But it never happened. My granny gave it's my sister a cigarette when she was, I think, six or seven. My granny used to smoke 120 cigarettes a day, right? She used to just smoke one off, one off the last, like, big ambitious. Like, you just never live up to that. And she um, gave my sister a cigarette when she was about six or seven. I think, I think it's beautiful. She's like, what's that like? She's like, here you go. And she never smoked again. It's funny. You know those stories that... Um, it's it's funny you say that now because someone was only telling me during the week and it reminded me of like my dad telling me that years and years ago, you know, his uncle or someone sat him down when they found him smoking and the punishment was to make him smell oh, like make a, him whole smoke a whole box. box. Yeah. So he was like, I was just instantly addicted. <laughs> you know, it's like I've gone from one a day, like a sneaky fag out the back to now a box a day. That's like, very... Um, it could seriously backfire. But that's very Roald Dahl Matilda. Do you remember when they made... Didn't they make Matilda Ooh. eat that entire chocolate cake? Or was it her or was it someone else that eat the whole chocolate cake? Now, I, wa- I used to think I was Matilda, so I should surely know this. Did they make her eat a whole chocolate cake? I mean, that doesn't sound very punitive, does it? That just sounds like, like a regular... 
a regular Saturday <laughs> like a regular for me. Friday. I used to always, I had that went through this mad phase in secondary school where, do you remember Jerry Springer used to be on really late on a Saturday night? Yeah. And I used to start baking at maybe like midnight and I just eat all the produce and watch Jerry Springer. Like so grim. I mean, I mean, then I was reading Jerry Halliwell's autobiography not so long ago. Um, maybe I've read ago. that as well. Do you remember Is the one where... Look at me. Well, she had a couple of them. But you remember when she fished some chocolate cake out of um, George Michael's bin? And this was her lowest moment. That sounds like a most revolting euphemism. But I mean, I... Well, yes, actually it does. But I mean, I fish chocolate cake out of a bin on a regular basis. I'm like, come on, Jerry. There's there's probably very little I have not fished out of the bin. Including like cigarettes that I've gone, I'm not smoking anymore. And then I'm like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'll tear them up and then I'll go through the bin trying to find the ones that were torn at the the good... You know, at the... At the end where there's still some cigarette left. Well, I did feel bad because a few weeks ago myself and Fred had a bit of a tiff and um, I it was a Prosecco induced tiff. So I was a little bit emotional, etc. Foxy's en route to some, some rosé induced tiff. Is everyone now. on the rosé? What's going on? I'm loving it. But then uh, it was funny because we came home and Fred was like, have you seen the cigarettes that I had? Like he doesn't smoke on the regular, but just when he's had a few. And I was like, oh, they're definitely there. But I knew I had thrown them out the previous week. So he was looking for them for a good 90 minutes. <laughs> I mean, how cruel is that? Revenge is a dish best served cold. I love it. That's actually, that's pretty good. I remember when I was in, where was I? I can tell this story now because I've since confessed to my friend. I was in like Mallorca, somewhere very, I mean, this is, I was going to say somewhere very pedestrian, but that's very middle class of me. But I was in somewhere in Spain for a week with two of my mates. And one of my mates was at the time, in hindsight, going through a very difficult time with a huge asshole. But at the time we were like, she's obsessed with her boyfriend. She's like, she never talks about anything else. He's, and yeah. look, she's in a bad mood again. And she was very moody and having a really short time. And he was sending her a whole lot of like shitty texts and being very controlling and weird. But I like didn't really know what was going on and was very impatient about this. She was just basically just driving me mad. Yeah. Like she was ruining the holiday. She's in such a terrible mood. It's ridiculous. And there was one <laughs> there was one night we went out and we met this group of lads. And she suddenly was like all charm. So then I was in even more of a rage. And, and on the way home that night, we went into this restaurant or we went into this takeaway restaurant. We went into this takeaway and we got like chips and chicken wings and we brought them home to the apartment. And I remember sitting there and eating these, the hottest chicken wings I've ever tasted in my entire life. And my friend Roisin turns around and goes, oh my God, they're so spicy. And I took one look at my friend Kate and I went, I don't think they're spicy. And Kate went, yeah, I think they're fine. And Roshan was like, God, these are so spicy. We were like, no, I don't think they're actually fine. And then the two of us like stuffed ourselves full of chicken wings going, these aren't spicy at all. It's just you. And then we got into the room and I was like, oh my God, I need water. And so was she. And this was our, the you only just thing. feeling really contrarian. This yeah. was, but this was the only thing that we could think of to punish her for her perceived bad behavior was like, we'll just make her think that she's imagining they're spicy. So, Shit. I mean, gaslighting her basically when it came to the chicken wings. Oh Would God. we say, I mean, that is kind of that gaslighting, is, what I was doing. is it? 100% yeah it's just in your head these aren't spicy you're doing this to yourself I've had such fun um, I've had such fun explaining to Fred about the whole gaslighting phenomenon and what it is within the context of Love Island oh god Love Island so yeah so that, that's why it probably came to my mind there but um, yeah no I know like when you're when you're on holidays with the mates yeah it, it can be tense can't it it can be and it tense. always starts off with you know with these holidays as well like it's been so long. I mean, obviously everyone now is like married with kids, etc. So it's been so long since we've done these like, you know, all girl holidays, yeah. etc. But I just think back to them and it always started out with 20 people were going to go and then gradually just four you left. end up with yeah. four people. And one of them gets the flu, so there's three of you. Yeah, 
And it just, I remember the last holiday we were on, um, it was myself. I don't know, there, there was five or six of us, but we came up with nicknames for everyone. So we had night fun, day fun and no fun. So night fun would go out at night. Day fun would go out during the day and no fun just never went out. Now we, we like the girl, this was not behind the girl's back. Oh. Like they were responding to their names. So we were like, okay, I'm you were officially like, night fun. I'm suddenly very tellingly defensive about this. And I'm like, I would absolutely be no fun and I would be in a rage. Fun. Well, it's gas because now I just... I literally have become so introverted if I was actually was on holiday now I would be zero fun all of the time but we were just laughing about that recently and then uh like always with these girly holidays like one person took on the job of organizing and invariably it was just a complete disaster but I'm quite I'm not I'm not great on the old holidays I was on we were in Lisbon have you been to Lisbon we were in Lisbon the last week no but I've heard it's lovely and and my mother wants to go yeah, no, I'd recommend it. Even though I am a bit of a nervous flyer, I'm not the best. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a bit... I, I just find, you know, with these budget airlines, when they're set, they're nearly too cheap. Let me tell you now, best thing ever happened to me on Wednesday. I was flying back from Stansted. I'd gone over for a couple of days. I went to see the Guilty Feminist podcast oh, live. Oh, amazing. Well, Alison was, really was good. on it. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Alison Spittle and Ashling B and another girl who's Irish, Jessica Regan, maybe. I keep forgetting her name, Jessica which is Regan. rude of me. I wonder who that I is. I don't think now. she's in. I don't think she's ever, or she, I don't think she has been based in Ireland for years. I think she's based okay. in the UK, but she's been on the Guilty Films before, and I must look her up so I know her actual name. But when I was flying home, my flight was delayed by over four hours, which oh, means I saw this. that I get two hundred and fifty euro in compensation, unless Ryanair can prove that it was like basically an act of God. So I'm hoping they can. Well, I was. Well, I mean, that's Don't ruin amazing. It for me now. Getting two hundred and fifty euro. Well, haven't fat. got it yet. I well, we're crossing our fingers. Well, I <laughs> when I say you know, budget airlines are nearly too cheap. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it just unnerves me. I just think. With the likes of oh, Ryanair, the biggest you. can they ever put. I mean, you're flying to Lisbon for 20 euro. I'm just like, as if they have oxygen masks on this What are thing. they skimping on? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I honestly, I'd say in the event of emergency, like you'd press, you would press the button for an oxygen mask and instead of an oxygen mask, it would be probably like, I don't know, a gender reveal party or something where all this confetti comes down. I'm but actually instead of it's the end. It's instead of it's the boy. It just says it's the end. I'm you know actually imagining I mean? I'm that convinced. if you. I'm actually imagining that if you press the button for the oxygen mask, the whole plane disintegrates, like in Labyrinth when she thinks oh, she's in yeah. her bedroom and it all starts falling, <gasps> falling around around her. I I'm used like, to love Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth so much. But I'm like, that's what I'm imagining now. That like you press the button and the whole plane just gives up and goes, fuck it. Yeah, like, that's true. Never actually. mind. Was Who Labyrinth are we just absolutely amazing? It was so good and I still love it so much. And Jennifer Con was it Jennifer Connolly? Jennifer Connell. Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. Okay. And and I am currently in, in negotiations with an Irish tattoo artist that I want to get well, I want to get a mini sleeve with a whole load of little different motifs that, that mean things to me or that just like shit I like. Yeah, yeah. From like Buffy. But one of them is, you know, the little worm from Labyrinth that goes, Hello. Where are you trying to go? Amazing. That one. Amazing. I know it's so cute. Do you love your tattoos? Um I love one of my tattoos and then I like two of my tattoos and then I don't like the one that's at like 10%. Because yeah. it's being lasered off. So that one's on the way out. I have, I have, um, yeah, I kind of feel, well, I have a massive tattoo of a lotus flower here, which I quite like, but it's still not finished. Julie, Three years Julie's later, gesturing at her ribs. To go back. It's very gesturing sore. Gesturing to the breastbone. I do love it, but I just remember at the time I was like, I want to get a lotus flower because it blooms in muddy waters. And the tattoo artist just doing like an audible eye roll. It's it's nice, but it's still not finished. The, do you know my problem is the outline is just too thick. 
it's like a really oh. thick outline now the colours are great yeah but I just said once we're done with the base colour we'll just leave it and I'll come back and that was three years ago so we're you still never finished and then I have three um, swallows which are supposed to be swallows but they're actually vultures they look a little bit more akin to vultures and it's gas because I got them in honour of three people that I actually no longer speak to so I'm like well then vultures time, is perfect every time I look every time I look at those birds I'm like what the hell like what kind of Hitchcock moment was I experiencing that I was like I want to be reminded of these bitches every single day do you have their names on them no so I mean that's that's good because then you can just tell people they are whatever you want them to be yeah 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 I was thinking for a while (laughs) I wanted to get one from basically the bottom of my breast like on the side of my ribs down to my hip and I wanted to get uh, a babushka so you know like a Russian stacking doll yeah with a background of lotus flowers and like beautiful flowers and this was kind of before cultural appropriation was a thing. Yeah. You know, or like it was a thing we didn't know about. It. We're yeah. bliss, living in blissful ignorance. Uh, and I really liked the idea of the of the babushka because like she contains multitudes. Like me. Layers, yes. Do you know what I mean? But in hindsight, I'm kind of glad I didn't get it. Because I, I feel like I'd have to then pretend I had a Russian granny every time I was on holidays. Yeah. You could either go, if you want to go for the whole layered thing, you could have also gotten an onion would be a good one. I could have got, I mean, I actually nice wouldn't one. mind adding an onion to my mini sleeve. I think I an like onion onions. could be fun. And cute. Also, a red onion. Always, yeah. And it's a bit of an in-joke. Yeah, yeah. Who says no? You know, who'd say no to a bit of red onion? I actually know people who don't like... Like, my brother-in-law won't eat onion in anything, which makes cooking very difficult because onion is in everything. You can't yeah. cook anything I French. I mean, that's why he's married to your sister and not to you. Because, I mean, honestly, can you imagine trying to cook for someone who didn't like onion? To be honest, I can barely imagine trying to cook for myself. He'd probably be better off being married to me because then we could just get takeaway all the time. Uh, do you know what? I find I'm such a creature of habit. I would literally have a salmon darn every single day of my life. Oh. I mean, for days. Like, it just... Because oh. I can remember... I mean, it, I'm, I'm making this face. I like salmon. It's just, I somehow have oh, a vision of much, these salmon yeah. darns stacked up one on no, top of another ad infinitum. What is starting to gross me out um, is, is the, the salmon thing, is the fact that they're... They like the fact that they're full of plastic because that's what they're eating. Oh. And then you're full so of plastic. we're all full of plastic anyway. just... I know. Well, I did actually see a very good-looking man um, going into Wow Burger with a whole on, bunch of straws. I and I was thinking, <laughs> I was looking at him and I was like, surely this career is on the way out. But I like the way he's putting a brave face on it. He had a smart blazer on. I thought you were, when we were talking about how we're all full of plastic, I thought you were going to say, like, I saw a man walking into Wow Burger and he had, like, one of those plastic rings from, from, from the the cans of beer like coming out of his fingers oh no like Like, literally he's obviously obviously his job is plastic straws and I just felt like taking him aside saying listen you've got to get into podcasting like that's the way to go just based on what we were just talking about there about the fact that podcasting we're making millions now podcasting is having a boom well look I mean it's I think I think it's definitely the way forward I mean I love podcasts as a medium what are your favourite podcasts Ooh, great question. Well, do you know, I think anything by John Ronson, absolutely love it. Yes, have you, have I really you listened liked, to I Last really Days liked, of August? Yes. And the other one you had, Butterfly Effect? No, I did not listen to that, but I I listened to The Amazing. Last Days of August. I think, you know what? I got put off The Butterfly Effect by that Josh Hartnett film. Was I know they're not related. Culture? Yes. Yes. I always confuse. They're, they're the same person. Do you really. know what? I absolutely hated them. I mean, the thing with Ashton Kutcher was, I, I really hated the film as well. I just think Ashton could never quite believe he was on television and neither could we. You know, like yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. that constant state of... Like, do you remember Punked? 
Yeah. Imagine being Ashton Kutcher. Not only can you not believe you're on television, but then you're fucking married to Demi Moore. I know. What a roller coaster that must have and been. Then my, and then, sure, Mila Kunis came along. And now they're married. No, they're, they're, they're separated now, apparently. What? Really? I just read that the other day on some magazine Because they were doing what they were, they were reading out uh, a couple of weeks ago. What they were doing was they were reading out. I, do you know what? It kind of annoys me when celebrities do that. The way they read out the false rumours and they have a big joke about it. It's just a bit too meta. So they were in the car having a bit of a bit of a joke about it. But yeah, I mean, I sometimes forget that Ashton was actually married to Demi. I remember when she was married to him and I really felt for her. She put up some uh, response to a tweet saying, I love you so much. And his response, his reply was, the other way you could have told me that was verbally because we're in the same room. And I just, oh, cringe. He's not wrong. I mean, he had a point. But, but he could have said that to her verb. Like he, he could have said to her, yeah. what are you doing? You could have just told me that. Exactly. Yeah, I know. But I, I, so don't listen, don't let Ashton Kutcher put you off this podcast. That has nothing to do good. with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> and I was raging I didn't see him in Vicar Street. Not Ashton Kutcher now, John Ronson. Ashton, uh, John Ronson. Yeah, I heard it was great, but I did, I did, I, I actually, it's one of those, you know, there's so much on. I just feel like I've kind of been in Vicar Street like so much this year that I forget, I forgot for a moment. I kept saying the whole time I was there in January with Tommy, I have to come back for John Ronson. I have to come back for John Ronson. And like everyone working there was like, just come back for John Ronson. Like, why are you announcing this every evening? And sure, then the moment came and I forgot all about it. And then afterwards, I was like, I forgot to go to John Ronson. So I do love anything. I mean, my favourite murder, I know it's an obvious one, but I absolutely love it. Have you have you read the book? I haven't read the book. Oh, great. Well, hang on. Here you go. Ah, stop it, Rosemary. Here you go. Oh, I just read no. this on my holidays and I've been looking what for somebody did, to give it to. What I'm just rubbing the dust off it. Oh, well, listen, would you mind if I borrow it? And no, I'll give it this back. is exactly what I'm... No, no, I don't want it back. I'm saying borrow it's it. It's hardback, Yeah, Rosemary. borrow it and then pass it on to somebody else, you know, who loves my oh favorite murder. Oh, my God, this because bling, see, bling lifestyle of hardback books. I absolutely love it. And I, listen, would I pass it on then to... Yeah. You know who'd love this now is Miss Spittle. And I'm going to be oh, kicking yeah. it with yeah, her Yeah, yeah, but you have week. to tell her it's from me. Absolutely, of course. Because I love Miss Spittle as well, but I'm, I don't think she knows. Mwah. Well, she does yeah. know who I am, but like barely. Oh, no, she loves you too. So stay <laughs> sexy and don't get murdered. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna keep it warm for Miss Spittle. What did you think of it? Did you enjoy? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy it. But sorry, I, I, I sound like I have a condition. And the condition is you'd have to have listened to the podcast together. Yes. So that's the problem because I've been yeah, kind yeah, of trying yeah. to re-gift it ever since I finished it because it's the kind of book as well you wouldn't read again, I don't think. Yeah. Like, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I read it in kind of one and a half sittings, mm-hmm. you know, on the plane and somewhere else. It was a very enjoyable read. But if you don't listen to the podcast, you will not know what's talking about. Okay, yeah. Did you did you go to see them when they were in I Dublin? I saw them, I think they've been in Dublin twice now. They have, I saw them the yeah. first time. Or I saw them... Probably about a year, like over a year ago. So yeah, I think it was the first time. Was it a good show? It was a really good show. And hilariously, at one point, when somebody got up to tell the hometown murder. So at the end of... So My Favourite Murder is a podcast where they each talk about uh, a true crime that they find fascinating and they go through the whole kind of story of the crime. And then at the end of their live shows, they get somebody in the audience to come up and tell their hometown uh, murder, which is just something, a murder that happened in their hometown. Or or like an almost murder. And this girl got up and told a story that I can't remember anything about now. But somebody well, somebody else in the audience went, that was my uncle. No Yeah, way. it was so Irish. It was ridiculous. Did everyone just pissed themselves? Yes, yeah. But you can, I was just about to say, you cannot do an almost murder in Dublin. 
Like, I mean, literally. I know. But sure. Everyone is just so interconnected. Sorry. I mean, I'm, did by you the way, the... I'm almost murdered about 20 times a day in Dublin. Did you... Have you been on the Lewis Red Line? Did you see, that's very, that's very classist of you. No, I'm on the, the Lewis, I live, I live on the, the Lewis Red Line up until it... very, up until very recently. And I remember one day and my stop was Shore Road. Shout out to Shore Road. And I can remember one day sitting on the Owl Lewis and the tick man came up. And as a, I said to him, obviously you have your leave cards, you're good to go and all the rest. And I said to him, um, I was like, I do, he was like, ticket please. Of course, as is his want. And I 100% on my life, this actually happened. I said, I do have a ticket, but to be quite honest, you should be paying me to ride this thing. And he said, you're right. And walked away, which is pretty funny. And I've never been on the green line, but I dream big. So maybe one day I'm going to make it over to the green line. But the green line now goes to Cabra. You see, I'm completely confused. Does the green line, is that the one out to Dundrum? Yeah. And it goes all the way out to Cabra yeah. now. So you have been on that one. I don't know if I have. You've been out to Ranelagh, To be honest. You sound like a woman who enjoys a wine bar. I, do you know what? Actually, do you know what? I have been to Ranelagh. I have I been. And I have been to a wine bar. And I have gotten, um, we were only talking about this recently. We were in the wine bar. We kind of went in a bit of a mad one. And then after the fact, uh, one person in the group actually got onto us because, uh, say there were like four of us. So she said, I realise I'm out something the equivalent of 20 euro so if everyone wants to throw in an extra five so it just became this like huge thing but now that you mentioned Ran and I just had a flashback to to the whatsapp group that formed after the fact and it was like if everyone could just put a fiver in well because she'd lost 20 euro she thought she'd overpaid by 20 euro but oh. I I am an overpayer so I always overpay so I did it anyway because I'm not you know I, I'm not good at being assertive in those situations but I was like I'm pretty sure I threw in an extra 20 but it was the it was the one bar that's what I blame I can't imagine a scenario in which I would realise the next morning that I'd overpaid by 20 euro and then tell people I know I think I would well, just go well it was go, the name oh, of the annoying. whatsapp group a pain in the bill was the name of the whatsapp group and then we all had Fair. to but but you see my issue was was that I because uh, I always overpay and it was a lovely yeah, yeah. it wasn't the wine it wasn't a, a wine bar per se but it was an absolutely really nice bar and we got those what are those drinks you know it's like a whiskey is it a whiskey sour and there's actual smoke coming out of it. Or a bourbon or something. Is it a special kind of drink? Is it a cocktail? No, you've lost um, me now. But anyway, so we, we had loads of those and all that kind of crack. But yeah, so the WhatsApp group formed. I had lost. I didn't have a code card at the time. It was just this big, like, hoo-ha. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. For yeah, so I took yeah, yeah, yeah. you in the bank and hand over, like, the fiver and all the rest. It was just like, this is just, can I just give it to you when I see you? And I was like, it's just I'm going to have to physically queue yeah, yeah. to actually give you this money. And yeah, and that's like, actually, like, my hourly rate is actually more than that. So you're actually close and then to she, me money but now. No, and she is a lovely girl, but it's just when it comes to the, you know, the way everyone's different when it comes to money. So she was like, I was like, it's just I'll physically have to go into the bank. And then she was like, well, if you wouldn't mind, I know. I was talking to somebody recently about how, so like I am with money the way some people are with something they don't give a shit about. Basically, I just do not care about money. Um, um, I'm trying to think of a comparison. I rarely, I rarely look at what things cost. And like, that sounds very, like, frequently I don't have any money. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's not that I'm like rolling around in my thousands going, but you're I never not, look at the you're price. You're not motivated by money. You're not money driven. No. Yeah. And, and also, once I've paid for something, so I was talking to somebody yesterday about the gym. And I was like, oh, like, you know, that's great. You're going so often. And he was like, oh, well, I like I pay by the month and it's really expensive. So I have to make sure to get my money's worth. And I was like, so that's where we differ. I was like, because if I paid by the month, 
I'd be like, sure, the money's gone whether I go or not. I know. I'd be like, the money's paid now. I paid that 120 euro. And sure, I'm no richer if I go than I am if I don't go. But like, there is that... I don't know. I don't know. Are we a little bit uncomfortable having money, etc.? No, I love. Having I, I money. don't mind. I know it's great to be comfortable, but I do love. You know, I wouldn't be someone who. Um, I wouldn't be a penny pincher. Like I love spending money on other people. No, and like the I, pleasures of yeah, life. And I'm, all that kind I, of thing. I'm an absolute indiscriminate spender. So whether I'm spending it on myself or on someone else, I don't care. Yeah. And like, you know, I'll... But that's what I mean, that you're nearly... Ha- are, are, I don't know, is it, again, is it an Irish thing, but are we nearly happier without it? Without like just money, spend, yeah. Rather than just saying, look, it's just going to be in a bank gathering dust. Well, I definitely get it from my dad because my whole life and his whole life, he's been like, sure, money is like money is there for spending. Well, It'll be my, there after yeah. you and there's no point in like accumulating my it. My dad is the same when it comes to money. My granddad used to have a great phase as well. You can take it to Milltown with you, which was the graveyard in Dingle. Which I think there's a lot of truth in that. You can't take it to Milltown with you. No, you can't. Shout out to Milltown. I'm getting, all, I'm getting all my hits in now. Shore Road, Milltown, all the spots. I'm mentioning them all. All the hotspots. Surely you're going to be sponsored by Shore Road any day now. Oh, I mean, I hope so. Well, do you know what? I miss it so much because we've moved to the country. So I really, really... Where have you moved to? We've moved to the middle of nowhere. Now, it is, it's It's a lovely house, all the rest, but it's an adjustment. It's a place called Rathmaloyne. I don't know if you know it. No. Most people don't. Uh, it's outside Trim. So it is lovely, but I do really miss living in Inchicore and I love the buzz of the city. And, and did, you, oh, did you buy the house? I really do. No, we're only renting. So you know what the problem is, though, I've realised? Since, I don't know if you know, but I've just come back from America. America. What I learned in America was, it's fine to live in the country... If the traffic is good, like if the traffic isn't bad, basically, because yes. like where where my sister lives, right, is in the middle of fucking nowhere. But because there's so much space in America, so much space in America. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. There's so much space in America. All the roads have like four lanes, and there's never that much traffic, so you can get anywhere you want to go within 20-25 minutes, even if it's re- if it, even if it's relatively far. Do you know what I mean? That's actually really interesting. And it's like so about. you could live where you live and get into like get into the city center in yeah. 20 minutes, except for the fact that the traffic is so atrocious. Yeah, no, the traffic situation is insane. I mean, I do really feel for anyone living off the M7. I mean, the M4. My is parents mad. live off the M7, but it's it's just when's it going to be finished? They were saying two years. Well, now they it? live off near but between exit 6 and 7 so they're alright because it's only when you get to yes. the exit 9 I think that it gets really bad yeah, just yeah, past yeah. Nace yeah oh I actually love that ball at Nace 
Are you mad for the ball and ace? I used, yeah, I, 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 with the whole M7 thing, I was on it now uh, the the other day. Where was I last night? I was in Sligo last night and I went down to some gig there during the week and I just, all the signs slow down because my daddy works. I'm like, your daddy isn't working here. That's why this road is not getting built. Where is your daddy? I haven't Where seen is your daddy, daddy those signs, in weeks. Those signs really fucking piss me off. Because What's the story with them? Because A, like there are female construction workers now, right? Like the whole idea, I understand yes, I that, agree. That, that we're trying to humanise our workers, right? But those signs should be everywhere. Those signs should, should be in the supermarket, right? Card not working. Uh, don't blame, don't blame my mom. She works here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, in the off license. Don't have ID. Don't blame my daddy. He's just doing his job. We need them everywhere. Like, yeah. you know, feel like being an arsehole. It is. Don't I Don't do it here. Do my mom what? works here. I know. I actually hadn't thought about it, but it's actually very gendered. You're right. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it in that way. But there's, there's something about those signs that they just annoy me so much. I can't really explain why, but they, they really do. Maybe it's the sexism. But I also would really like to know um, statistics for... Male construction workers killed by traffic while doing their job in I road know, maintenance. I wonder. I'd say the figures are I quite mean, to low. To be honest, we're all going like 10 kilometres an hour because they're not building the bloody yeah. road. So like, if I don't even. know. It's just, yeah, no, it's it's a funny one. I know for me now, because we were, we were actually looking at a lovely house. Uh, where was it? In, uh, we were looking one kind of Kilcullen area. We were looking at another one, Donaghy Forest. Is it, were you ever in mm-hmm, Donaghy? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were looking at Rathbone and there are massive pros to living in the country like huge and do you know what it's funny like when I'm out because I know obviously you're originally from country area mm-hmm, and all that mm-hmm. like I, I know when you're out of the city you're like oh my god this is amazing yeah, yeah. but it's amazing for maybe an hour and then I'm like yeah. I just want to walk into town now and have a coffee like yeah. I was such when I lived in Inchicore for a couple of years like I just really availed of absolutely everything the city has to offer you miss the buzz of the city so much yeah, after yeah. a while and you also get fucked off being like like here right it's happened to me several times that I've gone I'm going to make whatever lasagna or brownies or like they're basically the only things I can make so I'll go, I'm going to make one of those things. And I don't have any milk. And I'll go to the shop. And then I'll go back and be like, fuck, I have no cheese. And I'll go back. You can't do that in the country. Yeah. Because A, you have to get in your car. And once you've gotten your car once, you'll be fucked if you're getting in your car again. Exactly. Then you're not having the lasagna. It's because it's effort. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it ruins your like complicated, not even that complicated recipes. It's well, and like it, you know, it's one of those. I think again, in the long term, like maybe it'd be nice to live in the country. You know, we all have these like five year plans where you think I'm going to retire nice to the west, down in the country. Yeah, yeah, and then mine's like West Cork. West isn't West Cork West just Cork's amazing? Beautiful. Have you listened? You listened to that audible, I presume. Yes, I oh, did. My God. Do you know they're coming back for series two? Yes, and did you see they're doing a live show? I really no. want to go and I really want for Ian Bailey to be there. Where's that happening? In the Cork Opera I House. I mean, that's appropriate, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, like I would say Cork Opera House. Cork. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right. it's only right. Because um, oh, Ian love... Bailey would complete 100% be there. There's no way he'd pass up that opportunity. Yeah, well, that's kind of... And then I would really like a special guest star, Malcolm MacArthur, to be there. <gasps> and he could get up on stage and tell Ian Bailey, even if you get convicted, it's grand, because look at me now. Come here, is he and out now? What's yeah, the story? Yeah. And I saw a tweet the other day that um, Liz... Oh, no, I'm going to forget her name now. I can see her book in my mind, and I can't remember the name of it either. I'll put it in the show notes as a thank you. But Liz Blank on Twitter 
who's an Irish author, said she was absolutely... Oh, yes, I, Liz Nugent. Yes, Yay! yes, yes. Excellent. I'm really glad we got there. She was at a, like a crime writing convention with a whole lot of other writers and they were chatting afterwards and Malcolm MacArthur came up to her and two <gasps> other writers and said, do you base your fiction on real life events? That was his question. Amazing. No. Amazing. Okay, first of all, crime writing event. Why weren't we there? I mean, maybe I'm making that up. Maybe it was just like a literature festival. Okay, but... I mean, is this... Okay, that is completely nuts, isn't it? When you think Malcolm MacArthur can actually come up to you and ask that question. Like, mm-hmm. something's wrong with mm-hmm. the system. Does that sound like a repentant man? No. I mean, doesn't. well, now I should make the stretch that he's not repentant, but it sounds like someone who's not totally distancing himself from previous crimes. But then I mean, maybe that's not a bad thing. It actually sounds like somebody who's at home going... When is someone going to write a book about me? Yeah, That's I don't know. It sounds like, like it sounds like someone who is maybe trying to rehash it all or something. Or maybe, is he's, he? maybe he's scouring like Irish crime books and being like, "Oh, that's definitely that's definitely about me." I do. Have you have you read anything by Liz Nugent? Yes, I read the one about lying in wait. No, the other one. Lying in oh. wait now is very good. I read the one about the girl who lives on. It basically seems to be like Valencia Island or some like remote island off the west of Ireland. Ooh. And then Ooh, read that one. her house burns down. Like, and I think it's the last house in the island. Anyway, she has to leave the island and it's kind of I a... hate when you have to leave your island because <laughs> your house burns down. Listen, if if, it, if it's not your house burning down, it's because you have to go and like rescue some demigod. Yeah. And bring Did, him back to save everyone else. Lying in wait was very good. There was a very funny um, sex scene. One, It's from the protagonist's point of view. Um, the guy and he's going out with this country girl and after sex just this one line that just really made me giggle after sex uh, she always says thanks a million and I just thought to myself I have definitely said thanks a million on more than one occasion I have definitely definitely bought a thank you card and said look this is the thank you thank you so much I have definitely given a guy a blowjob not got off myself and then said thanks oh I know Stop. Not to one-up you, but I definitely have the done blow that. The blowjobs. I mean, come on. Like, honestly, I just... When did, the, when did they... When did they start? Honestly, I just... Re- Actually, a friend of mine said she scored this lad and um, she uh, a few weeks ago. And she said that she was giving him a blowjob. And then he was like, can you kiss me as well? And she was like, okay, like so it's one or the other. Like, there's only so much I can do here. And then he said, it's just that I'm a little bit lonely up here. And she was like, how do you, sorry, what? I physically could not be closer to you right now. And, like my mouth is full of your crotch at the moment and, and you're telling me you're lonely. And was he? And asked for a kiss. And now not. Like, I mean, that okay, should be nice. That's not. A, it is nice. But it's a, as in at the same time, she's like, oh, OK, because I'm just kind of down here now at the moment. So did he want to have one sex? Or the like, other. Is that what he was trying to say? Like, like, come up here, give me a kiss and we'll I have a more actually, intimate. No, he, she was very much like, no, he was like, I want to kiss you at the same time. And she was like, OK, because that's kind of impossible. Thank you for it's your input. men and their high expectations. Yes, I do think, um, I, no, I, I just, I think the expectations are too much. I mean, as Samantha said many moons ago, they don't call it a job for nothing. It's true though, it's isn't true. it? Um, that's mad about Malcolm MacArthur now. 
What do you think about Ian Bailey? Do you think... I'm really disgusted now that we suddenly went from blowjobs to Malcolm MacArthur. I know. I'm it was sorry. A I just, and this quick is by the way, welcome to my fractured thoughts. Because I always do this, like I'll turn around and say, and we're like, are we having that conversation? Um, what do I think about Ian yes. Bailey? I think it is very, very likely to me, I think in my brain, my opinion is, I have no evidence... I'm basically, I'm really afraid of being sued ever since George Hooked threatened me with legal action. Oh, um, yes. But I think he probably did it. I would concur. I mean, not even probably, I think he did it. I would concur. And I think, I think if he didn't, I, I mean, if he didn't do it, I mean, as my mother says, you'd have to feel sorry for him. But you actually wouldn't because he's such a weirdo. Like, yes, if he didn't do it, why would he be coming, like, giving them the interviews for this podcast, not letting on that he's the suspect do you remember that like the whole intro to the podcast where he was showing well, them where it happened well he just courted the attention so much that I, I think he, he as you say even if he wasn't guilty he probably I mean he, he really he made any sympathy for him completely impossible because he courted the attention English. because t- I mean I didn't want to say it but you know come on um, I know but yeah like if he didn't do it he enjoyed it way too much exactly yes, so that's weird exactly. like if he didn't do it you wouldn't be that happy to talk yeah I mean I don't nonstop. think it. I don't look obviously if he did it he's a murderer and goes out saying that's not very nice it, and if, if he didn't do it well I don't think he behaved very nicely after the fact anyway so you know I think that that's also maybe a bit, I mean, obviously, you know, if, if he didn't do it, uh, the man's life has been ruined, etc. But I would think he probably did, obviously, with no evidence uh, whatsoever. But just based on having listened to the podcast and all the rest and just what I knew of the case, let's see, probably did. Yeah. My favourite bit about that whole podcast was when they were interviewing the police who were talking about how she had no curtains on her bedroom window. Do you remember that bit? Oh, no, I don't like, remember that bit, oh, actually. Oh, here we are now in the bedroom where it happened and she didn't she had no curtains in the window. You know, she's French. Well, there was that thing because of course, do you remember this was, now you're a little bit younger than me, but do you remember, do you remember the case yeah, when it happened? Had. But I, I can remember at the time, like she was very, poor old Sophie Tuscanta Planty was very much depicted as this harlot around the place a couple of days before Christmas, not at home with her husband, with her husband and child. And, kids, yeah. and of course, a big thing as well was because she was a divorcee and sure, we'd only just gotten divorced, etc. So, like, I think yeah. she was very much like you look back now at how she was depicted, and it well, was it was just, kind of a like this was bound to happen now because she yes. was French and she was here in her own. Her husband was exactly. back in France. And she was and around. yeah, and it was you look back now because we actually looked at it, at it uh, on one of the episodes, and just the like the amount of misogyny involved with the media coverage of that case was just, oh, so gross. I mean, as with so many things when you look back Well, I was going to say, no, not even to the 90s, like even to today. Oh, 100%, there, yeah. I don't I, think, I'm only talking about the 90s in terms of because oh, that's yeah, yeah. generally what we would be talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, even to, like even to today when you look at, there is no crime against a woman that is reported without a whisper of misogyny somewhere. Oh, I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always there somewhere. It's, and that, do you know what? That's what I like about My Favourite Murder is that, because it's funny, isn't it? I find that they get a lot of, oftentimes like the whole premise is kind of dismissed as, oh, well, that's, you know, a bit 
it's a bit gratuitous and, you know, you're kind of, you know, um, you know, you're kind of not even glorifying, but, you know, you're kind of harping on about these terrible crimes and, you know, what about the victims, etc. Yeah. and all that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit, you know, maybe not particularly tasteful. Yeah. And what I like about My Favourite Murder is that it's generally women talking about crimes generally inflicted upon women by mm-hmm. men. And mm-hmm. I find that perspective really interesting. I find it really interesting, but I also think the reason they generally talk about crimes against women committed by men is because the majority of murders that aren't like gang related or, you know what I mean, that aren't in prison are murders by murders of women by men. Like the yeah. majority of out of nowhere violent murders. But the, you know but, I mean? And isn't the perspective interesting? Like in, you It know, is I interesting, but I also find it very depressing. Like there was a point last year where I went, I actually need to not listen to any true crime I, podcast I, yes. for a while because... I, all I'm listening to is men killing women and it was getting very I grim. took a break. I used to listen to Case File. Oh, I, I kind of, I still listen to him and I find he drives me mad. I don't know what it is, but I did reach a point as well where I'm like, I was just like, this is too much. I was just, I was kind of wandering around a little bit down in myself. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I looked at what I was listening to. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, A, I'm just all about the melancholy when it comes to the music. And then B, I looked at my podcast and it's just like Case File, My Favourite Murder. And there's, at least there's a bit of banter, etc. in My yeah, Favourite yeah, Murder. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Case File is just relentlessly grim. Case File is so grim. And, and also, I just don't like the way he kind of editorialises that he'll go like... Rebecca was only 11 when her life was snatched from her. At yeah. a time she should have been walking to school. She was being buried in the back garden. Of, and you're like, shut up. Like, yeah, just get to the no, point. Th- I think that, I think that he's, he's kind of gone a bit mad for that now. And then the yeah. whole like anonymous host thing. I've just so many questions about who he is. I actually don't care. I, I'm mad to know. I'm just mad. You know, I'm just, I'm just sitting there. I just want a visual. He's just an Australian. They all look the same. Yeah, well, this is Tanned, true. tall. Yeah. He, like, I'm just, I just imagine him like Chris Hemsworth. But sometimes I, but Rosemary, sometimes I ask myself, is he even Australian? Like, who knows? Ah, he is, surely. That's a good you would ima- Well, not. you would imagine though, but it's just the anonymous host thing. I just, I just want to anchor this. I mean, I've invested so much in case file. <laughs> I feel I want to anchor it in some kind of reality. Do you ever think about, like, sometimes with stuff like that or with crimes or with bloggers unveiled, like, do you think we'll die and we'll never know? Do you know what I mean? That I really know. annoys me. I think generally you do, you do know and you do find out, etc. Well, People better. in this day and age, it's just so hard to stay anonymous. Like, I want to find out... Is that Conor McGregor's baby in Liverpool? Of course it is. Have you seen the pic? Do you know what it reminds me of now? Do you remember all those years ago? And again, because, you know, uh, because I'm a little bit older, you might necessarily remember. But do you remember Boris Becker had this baby with this girl that he met at a party? And like this absolutely stunning, dark skinned woman. And she was like, I'm pregnant with Boris's baby. And Boris like, absolutely not. This did not happen. And the baby came out. And the baby came out like this ginger baby. It's chin- and Boris still had the audacity to ask for a paternity test. Like, come on, she's on the cover of Hello magazine or whatever it was, and the like the blue eyes, the ginger hair, and like she's like a model now. That child, she's like eighteen, nineteen. But even even then, I mean, I think that babe. I mean, can't, that has to be Conor McGregor's child. If if, if you could have. Um, if you got pregnant by a celebrity who was then going to deny it and force you to do a paternity test, but was obviously going to then have to pay you a lot of money, which celebrity would you choose? Oh, a great one. Okay. 
Well, the first poster that gave me the feelings was actually Mark Wahlberg. I'm ashamed to say. Oh, and he's very rich. So, uh, well, I say I'm ashamed to say because I think, I mean, personality wise now, he's lost the charm a lot for me. So Mm. I don't know. I mean, that is a tough one. I was going to say The Rock, right? Who would you say? Well, Dwayne Johnson. I mean, he'd... but, but, But so because I love him, right? And he's like one of the top earners. He's fucking plenty of money. You could spare it. That seems such a nice guy. That's the problem. The idea that, like, in this scenario, he has to deny it. He has to force you to take a paternity test. And he has to be a bit of a dick about it. I don't want to ruin Dwayne Johnson. I know. For the sake of I having don't a beautiful, dark-skinned either. child who will then be rich. I, yeah. No, it's Who's a really tainted? tough one. Who's already tainted? Michael Fassbender? Is he tainted? Well, there are some rumours. Okay, well then let's go Michael Fassbender. Because he's Because I mean, he's absolutely And gorge. I'd say there's lots of money. Nice and tall, good yes. teeth. No, he is lovely. Actually, you know, Eddie Murphy was a devil for that crack. Do you remember I know, when he had the baby Melanie Brown. With Mel? Mm-hmm. And then he acknowledged his exact words in the affidavit were, I acknowledge the existence of other children. Like, I mean, what? so, like, so he talked about, like, other kids he's had, like, say, outside of his marriage, etc. And he was like, I acknowledge the existence of other children. Like, just so adversarial, even the language oh my God. of it. If I ever cheat on anyone and I get found out, I'm going to say, I acknowledge the existence of other men. I know. That's really good. I mean, it's just, it's but it's just divorcing yourself so of evasive. any responsibility yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But I, because I, every now and again, you know, when I happen upon an Eddie Murphy film, I just think. Ah, uh, Coming just, to America is still amazing. Yes, actually, that is true. Coming to America oh. will never... Even Eddie Murphy can't ruin coming to America. That actually, but the nutty professor can get fucked, like fat phobia as well. That just makes me want to go home and watch, watch coming, coming to, to America. America again. Yeah, you're right. That is pretty fantastic. Mm. But I think everything you know, like nutty professor, etc., is that's, just. But that's that's gone. That's fat phobic. That's gone anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Any of that crack is yeah. just done. Anything but where somebody's in a fat suit it's anyway. Fu- isn't it very funny how certain things just don't age? Hmm. Naughty Professor also oh, that stupid film where the one Rosemary who's ever been depicted on film Shallow Hal well do you know what it, it's funny you say that because as you were saying about Naughty Professor that's the one that sprang to mind with Jack Black of course yeah yeah, yeah. no and Gwynny yeah uh, yeah so no, that get fucked as well but, but I, also, you know what I think at the time I want another even, Rosemary movie but at the time I think people that were got a lot of backlash yeah 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 what about well, Rosemary's Baby yeah, well, no, I want one where I'm not in a fat suit and I'm not, uh, don't have a uh, possessed baby. Okay, well. Is that too okay. much to ask? Well, look, I'll, I'll write something up this evening and I'll send it on. I think this could happen. We'll just do it ask well, get, we'll get the funding. It'll be good oh to go. Oh my God, I was just talking to somebody earlier about how my mother always says, if you're going to write a book, write it in Irish because it'll definitely get, get published. That's well, a big theory. That's like right in Irish, easy, but it is. I think it is a lot easier to get stuff published in Irish. Well, well, it's. I think they copped on in the EU because I did <laughs> Irish in college, and um, I was always threatening that I was going to go over to Brussels and translate for a few months, and then people would be like, "Do you want to live in Brussels?" And I'm like, "No," um, because invariably I was like stalking some guy in down in West Kerry or something. I was like, "This long distance relationship won't work if I'm in Brussels." But I think the EU did cop on that absolutely no one was reading stuff in Irish. Now, you can still work as a translator, yeah, etc. I think they still have to translate things to Irish by law, don't but they? I think they've really cut down on the old we are seeking 3,000 translators oh, yeah. to translate documentation well, into I love, Irish. What I love is if you're getting any correspondence from the government in Ireland, you can demand to have it in Aspelga, yes. can't you? Yes. 
And gas. also, you know, I think now, I don't know if they've done away with this, but back in the day, if you were arrested, they had to have <laughs> someone to be yeah. able to speak Irish. But I, I think they've, have they gotten rid of that, I think? I think, so I think it used to be that every guard had to be able to speak to you in Irish. Yes. If you spoke to them in Irish, they had to speak back to you in Irish. I think they've got away with that. So I think now, if you are a native Irish speaker and you say to them, I, I, I wish to speak to give my evidence, ask Gaelga, they have to p- provide someone. Because, okay. because now they have a lot I mean, more foreign, na- like not foreign nationals. Or are we not allowed to say foreign nationals anymore? Sorry, uh, I also I'm hate that sure. question. Are we, are we not allowed to say that anymore? But, well, yeah, but I know what you mean, but there, but there are like, you know, say foreign um, uh, people of foreign nationality working in the guards yeah. now. Yeah, who wouldn't, who wouldn't have done Irish Which school, Which is basically. just fantastic because now you've got people who can like, you know, speak Mandarin or whatever yeah. it is to, or Portuguese or whatever it might be. So, I mean, I think that's, well, because I would still have a big grow for the language, but I do think like, for a long, long time, there was this golden circumventality, and I kind of subscribed to the conspiracy theory to a certain extent that, you know, like 150 years ago, whatever it was that they decided, let's, okay, let's bring back GA, let's bring back all these sports. That's actually, they succeeded in doing that. That has happened. But I think if they really wanted people to speak Irish, we would be speaking Irish. I kind of have this conspiracy theory that they kind of wanted to keep it to themselves for a long time. Jobs for the oh, boys you mean, type thing. You mean the, the, the Gael Gael, Gory kind the of wanted to keep Gory it to themselves. The circle, etc. And by oh. the way, I love the Gael I do loads, loads of stuff off Gael and all the rest. But I think for a long time, there was a bit of that golden circle mentality. So that's kind of my conspiracy theory on it. I think there is an element to that. You know what, though? I think everybody should be able to speak Irish, number one, so that you can talk to each other about other people on your holidays. I know. Because I realised how frustrating it is. When I was in the US, like, frequently, myself and my sister wanted to have a bitch about someone in Target, and we couldn't do it if her husband was there. Yes. Because he doesn't speak Irish. And, like, he actually afterwards was saying, I can tell by your tone that you were bitching about that woman, or whatever, and we're like, fuck. But like, it is really frustrating, especially as well when you want to say things for the kids that you're like, when the kids go to bed, no, we'll have a, a bottle cr- of wine yeah. and we'll crack open the ice cream. Yeah, but you yeah, don't yeah. want to say it in front of them because then they'll be like, ice cream for us. Yeah. And you're like, no, just Well, rose. I mean, Ukta Rota, they're never going to guess that one. Come on. No, but I think, like, no, I mean, that, no, no, yes, no. But what but I'm saying I, is then her husband thinks we're being rude because it seems like we're talking about him. Yes. So because he, like, like I don't mind if the kids think you're being rude, Do you know kids. what? We need to get him a Duolingo so that, they, that he knows you're oh talking about God, the ice. Oh my God, no. Then he'd just, be, he'd, just had, he'd just learn how to give the apple, take the apple, eat the apple. Have you ever done Duolingo? They're obsessed with apples. Well, yeah. The thing Manjo with Duolingo una mela. is, yeah. Manja una mela. There is a bit of that. Oh, that's very convincing. Thanks. I didn't know you spoke Spanish. I mean, that might have been... Portuguese. That Italian. might have been Italian. I was, well, when we were in Portugal the last I week. I think Spanish is like comida for eating, isn't it? I'm, oh. I think, comida. Is it, would it be, oh. now that's my Italian, that's very, that sounded that's very, very on point. That's that my sounded very Roma, like, that sounded like a Dalmio ad. Yeah, so Comida, that was my Dalmio. impersonation of an Italian speaking Spanish. Oh, very it's good. very, like, not many it's very people very specific, can do it. Um, But when we were in, in Portugal there the last week, because, uh, you know, myself and Fred, like, one of us is more translucent than the other. So my, <laughs> honestly, I think my foundation tone is actually rigor mortis. Like, I think that's, 
the colour. But we were in, but it was funny. Well, it's not even funny. Is it funny enough to stand on a podcast? No, but I'll just, I've started, so I'll finish. But we were, the first day, I like to convince myself when I land in a country, I can speak languages. Okay, yeah. Because that's just who I am now. And like, you know, we left the Airbnb and the woman in the Airbnb was like, Olio, Olio. And I was like, thank you. Yes, bye. thanks. Thanks so much now. Olio, Olio. And sure, she was saying oil is in sun cream. So for the whole holiday, I was like going around, like leaving these shops and cafes saying, Olio, Olio, like a nut job saying sun cream, sun cream, like leaving. They were like, what is she talking about? <laughs> like these gorgeous, dark skinned, olive skinned people. And I'm saying to them, sun cream, sun cream, like just like a maniac. And you know, the way you'd say you say it with such confidence yeah well you have to yeah you're like I'm yes I'm fluent in Portuguese yeah. I don't know if you know this but Portuguese is a very difficult language it's to supposed to be very hard yeah. yeah but yet I love Portuguese people so much I do you know what like I think honestly and I say this having met five Portuguese Portuguese people in my whole life but any Portuguese person I ever met was just so sound and so lovely Fair. All five. All five that of them. cannot be a coincidence. No, that's that's pretty good. I mean, you'd meet five random Irish people, at least one of them's going to be a cunt. Oh, I mean, 100%, yeah. And it's yeah. it's probably, probably going to be me, if I'm honest. Well, two including five. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, I'm, if, I, if I'm including it. But yeah, no, so I, 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 I would be Team Portugal all the way. Tell me about your gig. You have an upcoming gig. It's coming an up in three days' gig. time. In three days' time, very. Are exciting. you ready? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I'm very excited about the show. The show is great. Uh, I think. I hope. Um, it's called Julie Really Love Me, <laughs> hang and on, I really hang on, like hang it hang because on. you need to harness the confidence with which you are shouting "Olio, Olio!" At these Portuguese <sighs> You're people. You're right. When you say the show is really good, I'm well, okay. So go again. I love that challenge. The show is really good. Channeling sun cream, olio, sun olio. cream, sun cream. Okay, the show is fantastic. Um, will not be topped. I, I know it's. I'm really excited about it because it's about my quest for validation and my quest for love and all the rest. Relatable. And, I mean, hashtag relatable. So I do think. It's probably, I think, the truest thing I've ever done. So I think that's a good thing. And I think it's it's comedy. It's a lot of jokes, etc. Because I'm all into, you know, the one-liners, the bits and bobs. So I think it's true to me, even in terms of, like, say, the form and all that. So I'm super excited about it. It's in the Workman's on the 19th of July. And how much are tickets? I'd love you to come with. 10 euro. 10 but euro. For you, Rosemary. They're fucking free. 10 euro. That's nothing. Uh, yeah no I mean look we're practicing listen to me I'm like 10 euro I'd throw it away and I'm just such a fan of her Justine Stafford and she's great she's like the meme queen you know she does all the memes etc and Joe Daddy she's a really lovely girl she's very very funny and you know it's nice because I just love uh, like I'm a real girls girl and I love the idea of women helping women etc and like Alison Spittle who we mentioned earlier on in the podcast she kind of gave me gave me my big break supporting her etc so it's kind of nice to do it for someone else to be able to pay it forward yeah even though Justine will come to support me and there will probably be seven people there and I'll be like Justine no 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 listen olio olio Olio, Olio, Olio. Exactly. It's going to be like, fucking that could be my new tattoo, maybe, beside my birds of death. You could just get two little sun cream bottles and then you'd know what it meant. Actually, that's very true. Idea. Or even a little screensaver. Hang on, we've oh, really downgraded from the tattoo of, now to the screensaver. I know, but I mean, the screensaver is just easier, isn't it, well, than carrying around a, a But like a minute a ago, you were ready to cream. commit. 
Yeah, but this is who I am. I'm flaky. I'm flaky. This as. is very, very obvious. Where can people buy these tickets? They can buy them on the Workman's Club website. Um, and also there's a link on all my uh, social media. So generally, I'm trying to embrace Instagram. Instagram is my love. So generally, if you're looking for me, you can find me That's on Instagram. That's where you'll be. Julie J Comedy. Talking to myself, which I absolutely love to do. Uh, Julie J Comedy, yeah. J-A-Y. J-A-Y Julie J-A-Y comedy Thank you so much for having me on Rosemary Thank you so much for coming And listen I'll get started on that script now when I Oh yeah Yeah Rosemary doing something other than worrying about her baby or being fat We'll do it It's happening I mean half of that is probably actually pretty accurate to my life Thanks so much and a great time Thank Great you. Chance. And thank you all for listening. Uh, if you don't already, you can subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac, which is essentially now turning into a diary where I detail everything that I spend each week and dates that I go on and I write mean things about men that I've met. So if you're interested in any of that, you can sign up patreon.com slash Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac. The producer of How To Be Sound is none other than the award-winning Liam Garrity, whose own podcast, Meet Your Maker, you can listen to wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can check out the website, meetyourmaker.ie, and you can also listen to his horror drama anthology podcast, Petrified, anywhere you get your podcasts also. And Petrified and Meet Your Maker recently won bronze medals. In, a, in an awards show in New York, no less. Fucking notions. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next time. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.